Hey everyone, I'm just gonna go ahead and apologize up front for the dryer noise in my audio and it's also kind of echoey. We had to record at a later time than normal and I was recording at home and that's not normally where I am. So I'll take note of that and uh, try to plan accordingly in the future or find another location. Um, but also if you are looking, wondering when the meat of this episode comes, it does come later, but we kind of flipped the order, start with the lighter stuff up front and we do cover some of our more normal opening topics in the ending part of the episode. But with that, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Since this is a show about nothing, let me get my let me get my beverage. Can you hear my dryer? No. No. Can you hear the football game? No. No. But you might be able to hear it on your on your recording, even if we can't hear it through Zoom. I know. Zoom has a little bit of compression built into it. It's true. Were you guys willing to record during Thursday Night Football? Because it's a totally garbage game. I don't even know who's playing. <laughs> the Colts and the Broncos. Yeah. The only interesting storyline is to see that uh, that Lindsey, that undrafted, he was the first running back ever that was undrafted and went over 1,000 yards. And when he did it, he played for the oh. Broncos. Well, he had a bunch of injuries and had to go, was cut, went into free agency and now he plays for the Colts. So this is the first time he's been back in um, Denver since he was cut by the Broncos. But yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty okay, amazing. Can we the talk about how ever did the Broncos to go over a thousand rushing? Did the Broncos get a ton of primetime games because they thought it was going to be awesome with Russell Wilson? Because how many Monday and Thursday night and like Sunday night games have they had standalone games? Already quite a few, I think. Yeah, and seems like this is yeah. like the third one. I know. Yeah, it's and we're like only week, week four. four. It's week four, <laughs> and they have had this is their third primetime game. Well, That's they just ridiculous. underestimated how bad their coach was. I, yeah, either they're not putting uh, Russell Wilson in good situations, or he's dropped off too. He he doesn't look like himself. Yeah, I'm not sure how much he is in control of play calling and stuff, but. Should we warn everyone right now? I mean, I'll warn it with the title of, of this this show being episode about nothing, but we're probably not going to talk about. So I can't Seinfeld. take any more. I said I can't it's take any Seinfeld more frustration. Podcast. So we're just going to have some fun. Yeah. Um, here's a here's a fun little topic that I've been talking to Dad about. I made a joke about it a while ago, but then I've thought about it a little bit more. <laughs> Running for Van Wert County Sheriff. You. I think dad said something about that to me when he was here. Just out of curiosity, like, you know, well, not really out of curiosity. I want to make sure that this county did have a sheriff that would do the right thing and stand up to federal government that comes in and wants to warrantlessly knock on people's doors and ask them if they can see their guns that don't have a warrant. And if those guys stay on the porch, I want it, I want the people in this county to know they can call the sheriff's department. And the sheriff's <laughs> department is going to come and they're going to shoo away the feds. Are there 
uh, what are the requirements for running for? Well, I don't think sheriff? anything. It's an elected position. Literally nothing. <laughs> there's probably an age. I mean, I'm sure there's an age requirement. I don't know. There's some mayors though, like three year old mayors. <laughs> it, well, it would be kind of weird if you were the sheriff, but legally not old enough to own a gun or something. Yeah, that would be, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I've been thinking about the fact that maybe I should study for the bar and take it because you do not have to be a law school graduate to be a lawyer. Correct. All you have to do is practice law, pass the bar. That's true. Why, why do that? Why, why go through all the law school if, all, if he just can? I'm sure there's tons of know. study sources out there. I would say then you could run for county prosecutor, but I'm not looking to do like a takeover of Van Wert County, like a let's we'll rename it Bevington County. That would be awesome and a nightmare at the same time. <laughs> Greg Gamble pointed out last night in Bible study that you could legitimately say the only reason I'm not a lawyer is because I haven't passed the bar yet. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm fully qualified to you be could, a lawyer. You other could than say one that about thing. a lot of things. I'm not a doctor because I haven't are you passed my yeah. boards. Yeah, are you required uh, to? I'm not have sure on that one. I mean, good luck. That's but. a good question. You know, today I actually thought today about becoming. No, see, we all have new dreams. Today I thought, should I go back to school to become a doctor of naturopathic medicine? Speaking of which, I watched. Uh, are Fox we all going to get new careers? Real quick, apparently. Let's not, let's not brush past this. We're all getting new careers, apparently. <laughs> I, I'm not. A doctor, a lawyer, uh, an and a Indian sheriff. Some people would say it's not Native a American doctor because it's more Eastern, Eastern medicine, but a naturalist. Yeah, homeopathic. I, I watched uh, Tucker, yeah. uh, the Tucker Carlson special on Fox last night called "The End of Men." You Ooh, absolutely I watched, should watch. I didn't it. watch that, but I watched his interview with Lauren Southern. The guy, one of the guys that's interviewed on it, he did an interview with Lauren Southern. He yeah. did, yes. Like what his on like his her, Tucker Carlson today? Oh no, oh. one of the one of the guys that's in the special. It was really interesting. So I, now Dad's yeah. drinking eggs. About, Dad's drinking yeah. raw eggs. Now. Oh yeah, the raw. He that's the guy. Raw egg. Yeah. Oh, that the raw egg naturalist. Yes, that was the guy that that was the guy that was on with Lauren. Southern. They well, are. I just, watched Dad, I just watched Dad like an hour ago drink a cup of three am, raw eggs. I am super passionate about this nutrition and what like our in our well, medical system and our nutrition wrong. and food system is. Yes, yeah. Um, the, about 25 minutes into it. What's it that? Switched. I eat meat now. Okay, I know, but I mean, just recently you've made some switch. But recent, um, about 25 minutes into it, it switches and deals with some women's issues in eating. And yeah, yeah, what you, the way you were eating before when you were like, a, yeah, there's well, a woman. On, I just got there's done. There's a woman on there that experienced all the exact same things that you have gone through from her yeah, exercise I, and diet. Since I'm an open book anyway with uh, everyone in the world, why not be super vulnerable it's gonna get personal i know but i just um grind it up i just got done grinding up a bunch of flax seed uh pumpkin seed sunflower seed and uh, sesame seed to put in and then i made in my overnight oats you do for one phase like uh one of the phases of your cycle you put in two of those you have like a tablespoon a day of two of them and then for the other phase of your cycle you have the other two so i ground them up put them in my overnight oats and then yeah so that's it supports hormone like there are different foods and like plant things that produce that uh promote different hormone production in your body yeah 
Well, this episode was a lot about obviously dealing with men about there's been a 50% decrease in male in testosterone, testosterone level over the last yeah. 40 years. Um, but so dealing with that. And so, so that's, yeah, that's a lot what recovered with or dealt with, but also just recovery. Obviously they push exercise and then recovery from exercise. They were big on, um, you know, the saunas, the hot and cold and that the, I read one that where you like a two, if you can do, I can't imagine 212 degree sauna, for 20 minutes increases your growth hormone like wait like that's boiling crazy yeah, yeah can, i know is that okay literally like, boiling you have to do i know you have to do dry saunas um, can you do, imagine though but anyways no i can't but that's anyways, called an oven that's an oven uh, they still dry recommend sauna. like a, they still recommend like 170 degrees even if you don't go to that one but at 20 minutes in that and it said something crazy like did you just say 20 your, minutes your growth hormone yes um like 550 times or something like that. it's crazy how yeah do not do that i'm sorry you <laughs> no, have got it, to work your it, way it, up to that nobody really, gets i think it yeah yeah it does yeah. talk you, about you'd kind work of your way working up. your way up to it and but it also says that your mind can hand your body can handle like 80 percent more than what your mind says you can handle oh i'm sure okay but also real quick just to reiterate dry sauna is just an oven room yeah, mom and I are looking at getting That's a like, sauna. Remember when we were trapped in Arizona that one time and it was so hot? That's and we were what I don't. It, and yeah. mom kept going, "It's a dry heat." Yeah, that's what I don't like about a dry sauna is like a dry heat is that in the Southwest when it gets super hot, you I feel like I can't breathe. There's no moisture in my sinuses. They feel like they're just cracking. And yeah, and your sweat evaporates and, so quickly. Yeah, when I run here when it's dry and hot, my Sweat. If I wear like a Under Armour, like a black Under Armour heat gear thing, it's like the white uh, because it dries so fast, right? The white salt marks are yeah. just all over. Hey, it was fun coming uh, when I was in Reno for your ordination for uh, people coming up to me uh, from your church and going, "So your dad?" Because they yeah. listen to the podcast. Our fans. Yes. And they wanted to know where Cade they was. Wanted, they're, 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 they are clamoring to meet Cade. Yes. I was there. I was there, you know. Okay. Two and a half Before years Bevington ago. banter existed. Yeah, but nobody <laughs> can, Cassidy couldn't have but a handful of people also at her that, wedding. We we could only have 50 Except people. Except for the rioters. <laughs> yeah, the rioters, oh, I forgot. The I forgot about were that. Allowed to be there. Unlimited this, numbers of rioters. The day of the that. wedding was the riot downtown. Yeah. yeah that's the there's first a, day there's that a limit of 100 the big people. Riots all broke out. How many people could be at the wedding again? It was fifty. A we limit, definitely we were a, a limit of fifty wedding over. goers, and an unlimited number of rioters. Hey, since we were talking about nutrition and exercise, <laughs> I saw a story today that the um, headline read, "Can tapping help you lose weight?" And I was like, "What is this?" And the picture Not was dancing. literally like a, a person. No, the picture was literally a person with their hand like tapping on their body and I was like what and so I clicked on it and it is basically it's saying tapping certain parts of your body for stress relief if you are a stress eater so I'm guessing it's like pressure points so probably similar to the idea behind acupuncture no no it's just but if you relieve stress by tapping on parts of your body then you won't stress eat uh, that's just the positive reinforcement version of snapping a rubber band on your wrist when you think yeah. about eating. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. 
Well, we're going to have to yeah. make some adjustments around here, too, if I start pursuing some of the things recommended on the uh, okay. end, end of men. Question. What are you going to do, though? Does it does it uh, mesh with your guru, Max Lugavere? Yeah. Because you pretty much do anything he says. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I was watching some of him. Like he's, he got he, he, he was recently um, interviewed by Joe Rogan. I was watching some of that. But nothing I saw was new from what I heard him say before. But yeah, it does match pretty good. I mean, okay. that's how they get you started is they start suggesting all those things. They get a bunch of people, like you said, you'll do anything he says. And then all of a sudden he start, slowly starts introducing ideas like like the Fight Club organization. Like, go go blow this building up. No. After they really get you. And you've been like for two years listening to everything they say. The, that does. It's hilarious. He'll be like Max Lugavere says. Max Lugavere, so his is more about mental, about eating yeah. for mental health, and yeah. the end of men is more about eating uh, to be manly. You know, to just be manly. Hormone. Right. more about hormone. Right. Max seems like hormone health. says that Glorp Glop, the alien <laughs> god of Neptune, is coming to visit Earth and take no, us all away. You gonna... have to get rid of your body feetins. The one thing, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not Tom Cruise. I'm not, I don't listen to him. <laughs> um, that uh, that uh, they were talking about on the end of men is um, the benefit of tanning your testicles. Okay, that came up with Lauren Southern too, and I was super confused. <laughs> As opposed to the benefit of tanning your children's hides. Well, they do. <laughs> I don't also... know how many times I heard that as a kid. I'm gonna tan your hide. Yeah. So. I never heard that. Oh, that's because you were good. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Can you tell me what were was, the benefits? I was it's increased increased sperm count. That's weird because oh, they also tell you they yeah. also tell you like not UV, to sit like in a hot tub for UV too long. Directly. It's like vitamin D. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, vitamin D. Right. Vitamin D. And into they said just about testicles. like spending twenty vitamin minutes B. a day outside with your shirt off. You know, um, it talks about how right. much it, it does for you. Um, right. So, but even then, where we live, once you enter into winter months, you can't spend, an, you can't get enough sun outside because it's just the angle isn't good and isn't good enough. So you need to supplement uh, with vitamin yeah. D. I got no problem here. It is hardcore sunshine here. How much altitude. UV do you think you can get off the light on a printer, like a copier? Uh, none. You just sit on a copier and run it. <laughs> they they showed. Um, they make UV light. Well, they didn't show it graphically, but they showed like guys that you know, use red light. Rather than being outside naked. Oh, the difference. Well, no, that that's or, like no, just so you don't do. have to go. So you don't have to go naked. outside naked. Depends on where well, you live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, given the option, I'd rather go outside naked. But you I live, know you would. Yeah, you live really on. A, you live on a highway. Nope, that's if as much it, as we want to say. If, if Dad could, he would just garden of Eden live. Absolutely. In the garden of Eden. I look good naked. <laughs> Especially for an old man. I like neuroscientist studied why you can't tickle yourself. What is that's, that? Yeah, that's really I interesting. I did not read it all, but have you ever thought about it? You, If someone else like tickles, so you're like the bottom of your foot is ticklish, right? Yeah. If try it, you could try it right now. Try to tickle yourself. No. I think it would be tickling. I already know it, it doesn't work. It would tickle work. me. Yeah. I think it would. You think it would? Yeah. It's like a psycholog. No, I've like done it, and it doesn't feel the same. I'm tickled with myself Dad, all the Dad's time. Dad's trying. Dad's gonna try to tickle himself. I see taking a sock off or something. 
it most definitely it most definitely tickles the bottom <laughs> of my foot if I tickle what? if I touch it lightly, it's ticklish. Okay, yeah, okay. I just did it. It's like it a little bit, but it's not even close to if somebody else does it. I didn't I say know. I tickle myself all the time. I said I'm tickled by myself all the time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if somebody like if I were to do my sides, like that wouldn't tickle me. Oh, and you're super sensitive. I remember the one time we were shopping for a couch and we came up behind. This is when I learned that your sides were super sensitive. I went up like, I don't know, Kate or something went up behind you. I think just like to grab you from behind. But you freaked out because you thought he was trying to hit your sides and you about fought somebody. Yeah, my sides are like, you know, if you're like giddy giddy me on my sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's ticklish. <laughs> giddy giddy. I don't know what else you'd call it. That's what you do yeah. when you say the, when, to the kids, right? What? Oh, we saw it. Like, giddy, 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 giddy. Like that? You don't ever do that? <laughs> you don't do that? No. I have weird noises. Well, you have you to make it. When you tickle on the kids, you have to make it a noise. It Yeah. I know, but. I what? don't say giddy, giddy. giddy I just giddy, go giddy. tickle, tickle, tickle. Yeah, I just go tickle, tickle, tickle. Well, say, say giddy, giddy, giddy if I was sitting easier. on their back and kicking them in the face. Giddy, 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 giddy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Giddy up. That's different. Giddy, giddy up. That's different. We saw a snake outside. Callie, Callie saw a snake outside today. I had seen. Oh, I'd was s- it? It was a, a python. No, no, she was. And she didn't try to put it in her pants either. I saw There's a bigger one when I was mowing the yard the last time, but she saw a small one up on the concrete today. Okay, well, that was a reference to a, another story I saw where a man was charged with smuggling pythons that were in his pants at the U.S. border. I can think of a lot. I can think of so many better ways to try to smuggle pythons than in my pants. All the other ways. Yeah. The any, only worse way would be pretty to much eat it. Any other way. Well, yeah, I was pretty much any other way. I was thinking that if you made all the illegal aliens coming into the country say you have to put a python in your pants to come into the country, it would really <laughs> greatly reduce yeah illegal immigration. All you're doing by making that rule though is creating another rule for them to break. So, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, would, okay. you know what we should do? You know what we should do for all I'm the Canada. people breaking every rule? Make more rules. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> okay, well then once they're here and the Biden administration is getting ready to put them on we a plane a to somebody say, pants. "Look, if you want to get on this plane and go snakes to on a plane. Next place, you got to put this python in your pants." Why are there so many snakes on this plane? <laughs> <laughs> the did you know that the Burmese Py- importation of Burmese pythons is regulated by an international treaty and by federal regulations listing them as quote injury injurious to human beings. I'm good and with that, that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That, that Especially since I've seen pants. videos of one like eating a like dragging a cow up a cliff. So yeah, they are dangerous. I, I saw one of these. Uh, videos the other day of like this monstrous it's something I could see on Johnny Quest one of these monstrous lizards eat oh, yeah, an yeah. entire dead like small kind of antelope gazelle oh yeah animal. those were like ge- like what are they like gila monsters or like I don't know what it dragon? is but... yeah because they're like they're it. in the they're in the opening sequence on Johnny Quest they're like yeah. on a leash yeah like one of those things it eats this it's entire this thing is dead it eats yeah, the entire so, thing monster. whole what did it eat again like a small, like antelope gazelle looking thing. Whoa. Like a little calf. I mean, it, it eats the entire thing whole. It just swallows it. It takes a little effort to get it down, but it does. Okay, these, the Gila monster I, on my Google is only kind of the size of like a forearm. Then it so. must have been something else. 
No I'm way. They're bigger than that. Komo- Komodo dragons are big and they could probably eat they could probably eat a little gazelle. Godzilla lizard. Crocodile attacked by Godzilla lizard. I bet it's a Godzilla lizard. Godzilla. This says the Gila monster is a lizard found in Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Gila monsters anyway. are small. They're just Okay, then Godzilla lizard. Godzilla. Is as oh, big as a man. No, they say he's got to go. Well, this thing was bigger than a man. What? No, I'm just going to say no thank you on that. How about snails? Yeah, that's a weird story. Still <laughs> gross and a uh, weird story, too. Headline, trail of slime leads German customs to bag of giant snails. The German customs officials at Dusseldorf Airport uh, said that they found a trail of slime that led them to a stash of almost 100 giant African land snails and other items hidden in bags. This is like this is like the beginning to the German version of like St. Patrick leading the snakes off the island or the Pied Piper and the mice. It's <laughs> it's ger- it's their version of that except he just marches a lot slower. Does it say <laughs> what the point what the person was doing with the snails? I don't know. I just snails? really wanted to say Dusseldorf. No, it does not. It it really all it says is that they found 93 giant snails, 28 kilograms of fish, which is 62 pounds of fish and smoked meat. And a suitcase full of rotting meat, imported from Nigeria. They were designate or destined for an African goods store. Yeah, it's probably like um, it's probably like the the African version of Max Luke, whatever his name is that you're talking about. Lugavere. Yeah, the the African version of of him tells men to eat giant snails, and so they all do rotting it. meat. Yeah. I okay, African land snail. Let's see how big they are. We used to ride these babies for miles. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's another SpongeBob oh, episode. Okay. That, that was a rock, it's like though. This, it's like the size of, they're like holding it in the palm of their hand, like pretty, you know, like around it. Huh. That's about the size. Callie was showing me how fast she could like run, a, run like today, an, and she ran to the this tree, and I just wanted to say, you want to see me do it again? again. (laughs) I bet those snails, if that's if like the way you're describing the size of them, I bet they'd make a pretty sweet sound when you like chuck them against a brick wall or something. It's bigger than a golf ball. Oh yeah, you could really get them going. Probably about the size, a little smaller than a baseball. Do they melt if you put salt on them? And they dry out. They taste a lot better. No, a a snail will just like melt literally if you put salt on it. I really, really want to joke about this story. In fact, I'm going to read quite a bit of it. Okay, go. Man says he was paid $21,000 for trading in 3D printed guns at government buyback event. A New York man claimed that he was paid $21,000 for trading in 3D printed guns at a government buyback event. A man who identified himself as Kem noticed that the New York Attorney General's office was holding a gun buyback event at the Utica Police Department on August 27th. Kem allegedly 3D printed dozens of guns on a $200 3D printer he got for Christmas. Kem told WKTV... I 3D printed a bunch of lower receivers and frames for different kinds of firearms. The man reportedly drove six hours to the Utica Police Department to trade in the firearms. Kem said, and he sees the tote and says, how many firearms do you have? And I said, 110. 
He said that he negotiated all day with the staff of the attorney general's office, and it ended with the guy and lady from the budget office finally coming around with the 42 gift cards and counting them in front of me, Kem explained. $21,000 in $500 gift cards. I think oh, it's- my gosh. That's beautiful. It you is. know in materials that he spent not even $1,000. I just love seeing the stupidity of our government on display and, and have it take advantage of. This is the... Uh, this is the uh, um, uh, attorney general that says she, and ran on the platform that she's going to convict Trump of something. There's no crime, but she's going to find one. Oh and yeah, th- this is and well, convict she him. She said that they. She said they've now closed this loophole. But wh- one of my favorite parts is actually that um, she announced after the gun buyback that they had gotten uh, 296 firearms, including 177 ghost guns, which means that this guy. Yeah, but 110 alone, of them was his. It yeah, was the vast yeah. majority of the ghost guns collected. Well, I, if they've closed this loophole, then apparently they don't care about ghost guns anymore because I wouldn't know how you'd go after ghost guns if you closed. Exactly. And he said, um, uh, I'm sure handing over 21,000 of gift cards to some punk kid after getting a bunch of plastic junk was a rousing success. <laughs> and then he himself said, um, gun buybacks are a fantastic way of showing number one that your policies don't work and number two you're creating perverse demand you're causing people to show up to these events and they don't actually reduce crime whatsoever well you know the other thing is to me is the people that gave him the twenty one thousand dollars they don't care it's not their money they're also stupid i just said get out of here Well, well yeah, I wouldn't have been hosting have, a gun you, buyback in the first place. You could have just said we don't we don't we don't care about those. We're not buying them from you. <laughs> but the only problem is, and I guess they can do whatever they want, but the actual um the gun buyback event, this is what it said. This is a quote. Accepts with no questions asked working and non-working unloaded firearms in exchange for compensation on site. No questions asked. Okay, so then non-working. So then what qualifies? Yeah. I could just walk up and go, this is a gun. <laughs> it doesn't work like one, but... I built it out of Legos. This is a gun. It doesn't it's a work. a non-working firearm. This is a non-working firearm. Oh, hang on real quick. Let me unload it. <laughs> <laughs> I see it says it has to be unloaded. Just for a Nerf gun in. Well... <laughs> The amount of gun Legos that we have downstairs, we could probably make a couple dozen guns. That's a bunch of money. I just my fa- there, there's he just pulled one over on them completely. He proved that their that their policies do nothing. He mocked them and came out with like twenty grand. Did it say how old this guy was? I, didn't I say. Didn't he no. say he was like eighteen or something? No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh. Maybe. It doesn't say his age. I'm going to guess the reason it doesn't say his age is the same reason it doesn't say his name. He wanted to be identified <laughs> as Kem. That's yeah. not a name. Yeah. It's a... He wanted to be anonymous. Question. Kem, is it like C-H-E-M? No, it's K-E-M. Okay. Which is almost weirder. Yeah. <laughs> In other gun news, this might not fascinate you. It should fascinate you. This is from American Rifleman. 
a new long-distance shooting record of 4.4 miles was set September 13th in western Wyoming by a shooter who requested anonymity. Scott Austin and Shepard Humphreys, managers at Nomad Rifleman near Jackson Hole, Wyoming, coordinated the massive undertaking that included a support team and the fi- at the firing line and multiple spotters downrange to call impacts and document verify the shot. It took them more than 20 months for the rifle to be built, craft the bullets, collect the accessories, and assemble the expertise to accomplish the feat. It was shot number 69 that hit the 8-inch orange circle, 24 and a half seconds after the shooter squeezed the trigger. Oh my god, you would have to have people all, like a long, like a yeah. many people along the route. Yeah. Pun- and an area, where do you even, I mean, it I guess crazier. Wyoming it gets is the crazier. only place you where talk- you can... It's the only place you can when get you, four and a half miles. Like, well, when it, you talk I, about I imagine angle, he was shooting from an elevated, an elevated position oh, yeah. to a lower position. Yes. But when with, you talk about the angle that he had to shoot, if, when you talk about the angle that he had to shoot, it describes. Um, okay, so it punched through um, the metal sheet. Okay, to reach that distance, the bullet rose twenty five hundred feet oh, yeah. above the bore into yeah. wind meteorologists only dope by weather balloon despite the unmeasured variable the record sending setting shot resulted from a 53 moa wind call by the way that means minute of angle wind? yeah and wind is not even going to be consistent all the way through a four mile no not even close it averaged no. eight miles per hour yes they had to take an yeah. average because it was so far uh the elevation adjustment adjustment was a mind-boggling 1092 moa so minute of angle, I believe MOA it's an inch at every hundred yards. A sixtieth of one degree, by the way. Yeah. Wait, no, it's so something about yeah. that. Actually, comes out to spin drift adjustment was calculated at ninety three point eight degrees to the right. Oh no, ninety three point eight inches to the right. Not ninety three degrees. That would be shooting backwards. <laughs> well, okay, be me but wait. Shooting so sideways. how many? How many MOA? You said. Uh. Okay, so it Something was a, 50, a 53 MOA wind call, so windage left to right, and okay, the so elevation. Sixtieths of a degree. I know people wouldn't understand. Like if you're not inter- if you don't know anything about shooting or even just the math, like you don't understand how, like they measure, how they calculate all this stuff to such an infinitesimal amount. Like think about an MOA is such a tiny, one sixtieth of one. It's degree. an inch at a hundred yards. Yeah, and yeah. And so the in the elevation was one thousand ninety two MOA. I've never even seen an MOA number that big measured well, anywhere. That's like like a ballistic shot, almost is um, what you're describing. And it, and they don't say what kind of rifle. It sounds like they built your it custom. Scope that much? No, that was like just hold. Thing, that was just the, holdovers. Yeah, the thing's going to be completely out of your yeah. sight. Yeah, completely yeah. out of your sight. You can't do it yeah. by just adjusting. Like if you he looked through scope, he was shooting up. at air or something in right? fact, the-, the only thing i could think is there's some kind of sled that allowed with measurements on it that allowed them to adjust the angle and see a calculation because if not i understand that it still it took around 70 shots but still how could you just adjust that by hand and just but you guess? can't you couldn't even see an eight inch object at four no. and a half miles. Oh heck no! At a certain I mean, point, also at a certain unless point, unless you got also, the Hubble telescope or something. Using a telescope, I was going to say you could not move the gun at all. 
and variables are going to change where that bullet hits. So as you can you can right. only get it as close as you can get it. Shots like immediately yes. back to and back. And still then you can get it as close as possible. And still then it's a numbers game. You shoot enough bullets and eventually you'll hit it. But to do it in 70 is still impressive. It was 4.4 miles. I, I would almost move the target rather than move the rifle. So set up the rifle, shoot the rifle, like, see where it lands, yeah. put the target there, and then <laughs> yeah, just keep shooting. Exactly. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you what. You'd still you have a hard still, time hitting it. You still would have to shoot like 20 times without yeah, moving the gun to hit it. There's an element of luck in this. There's an yes. element of, yeah. There's a lot of precision, well, but still a little bit I, of luck. I want to know yeah. why why did they shoot such a high elevation when they could have shot from just a way elevated position down to a lower position? Because Maybe, what you're just, maybe the rules are that you have to shoot a target at the same elevation that you are. Maybe. Because obviously, if they if they are breaking some kind of record, the only way for there to be yeah, a record be re- yeah. is for there to be some things that are static. So my guess is that one of the conditions was you have to shoot a target at the same elevation as yourself, a straight line, which is the reason why they had to aim up so high. Because if not, you're right, they could have just shot down, like off a mountain. Right, but, that's what I imagine yeah, when you said when you said that probably, distance. That was the first thing yeah. that came to my mind is they shot from some elevated position on a mountain down to a lower spot. Yeah, the only way it makes because, sense that they would have had to aim that high at all is if the rule said target has to be same elevation as you. If the bull, even if the bullet had enough energy to travel in a straight line without dropping over four point four miles, you would run into the earth because of the curvature over that distance. Yeah, but the other crazy thing is, what kind of bullet was that? Because okay, you can only get well, so much of an arc. It. Yeah, that's the thing. They must have created their own rifle and their own bullet because it doesn't say what kind it is specifically, and um, and also I, I can't think of anything that even has ballistics like that. That's artillery. That's I, I mean. Well, that's why I said that's that's like an that's like a a ballistic shot. It but goes, the craziest thing to me, ballistic orbit. The craziest thing to me is still. 2,500 feet above bore is the distance the bullet rose. Okay, 5,280 feet is a mile. Right. So that is that is high. That is way high. That's like a 250-story building. How, many, how, how, how far above? 2,500 uh, 2, feet. Above the ground. Above the bore. Above the bore. So that From where he is... shot. He shot it <laughs> upward that far before it came. Yeah. That is, um, that's like, like two and a half that's like times. Four tenths that, of a mile. That's like two and a half times the pattern altitude. The landing pattern, at, yeah. At Van Wert. <laughs> that's like double, the, two and a half times the altitude, the elevator above. Yeah, what? I'm sure they had to get by, airspace clearance. Above the ground to be in the landing. <laughs> well, I mean, they probably had a yeah. clear, yeah, they, they had to tell the have F- to clear yeah, the airspace. Tell the, uh, the FAA, hey, we're shooting a bullet like almost half a mile into the sky. What the heck? So anyway, I thought that would be interesting from that's, a gun standpoint and from a physics standpoint. Fascinating. That's very interesting. Well, here's a, a a story on a more serious note, but we can still really mock it. So if you, I feel just... I feel good enough now and happy enough now that I should be able. I have like a um, it's like a, a joy buffer, a buffer of joy. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to take a lot of sadness to defeat my my joy buffer. (laughs) Okay. But I think you might be able to do it. (laughs) So you heard this, Duke, because we talked about it briefly, that um, 
Illinois did a state report card on their education system. And why, around one-third of students in Illinois, can, of white students, can read at grade level. Um, 26% of Hispanics can read at grade level, and 20, 20 or 22% of black students can read at grade level. Specifically in Decatur, Illinois, 2% of black students can read at grade level, and 1% of black students can do math at grade level. Now, here's my point that I want to get to on this. 1% of students being able to do math at grade level, the education system is actually destructive because I believe that 1% of students without any instruction could do math at grade level. Feed them a book. They, yeah. Uh, who determines grade level? Because the, the state has standards, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not even as high as some other countries. What I'm saying is this is such an indictment that our public education system needs to just be completely disbanded because it is actually restricting students' ability to learn. Because if you had no instruction, more than 1% of students could do math at grade level. They definitely wouldn't be able to calculate how to shoot that bullet for <laughs> 0.4 miles. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I also didn't do that good in Miles Calculus class, to be honest, so makes sense. Whatever, you are plenty but, smart. But that's insane. That's just absolutely insane. It is. Yeah, that that's very, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you like, I don't, you just send them. You just send them outside. I think they can learn math a little yeah. better. Like just I observe have, the world. Yeah, like I have two rocks. And there's three more rocks. Um, How many rocks is that? So hey, they did this grade card, and they got these ab abysmal results. And then what was their response? I, I have no idea. I just heard the numbers reported. But the response should be shut it down. The, the, yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm be. sure the response is that there's some disparity because of it's CRT racism. and yeah, gender bias and yeah, because that's what they they're gonna go in and they're gonna teach that harder even though they can't read and can't do math because they're they don't they're not being they don't feel um accepted and uh they aren't comfortable at school so they can't learn so i don't know i'm sure this did you hear the story about the did you hear the story about the chemistry teacher at yeah. nyu yeah that was Megan fired Kelly. yeah yeah because because organic chemistry was too hard the students oh, complained so yeah people said it was too hard and, yeah. and, the, and the, the professor says they, he got the fired. whole point of this class yeah but he says the whole point of this class has always been to be a weed out class right. it has been it has a somewhat high or an abnormally high attrition rate for a reason yeah because nobody takes organic chemistry unless doctors, they're going to be doctors right? yeah. yeah yeah and well, and if you had to be spared i know Everyone I know from school that took organic chemistry, <laughs> they're study. They were majoring in chemistry. So, yeah, but a lot yeah, of them you are don't, going to. Go, it's, but it they is, go on it to is med a pre med. School. Yes, it is like a pre med oh, type. Right, class. right, but I'm saying also chemical engineers and chemists, yes. and also nurses. You have to take it for nursing school. Okay, all I'm saying is they are people who I want them to be able to pass a class because they passed the yeah, class. Correct. Um, and and he was fired even in, even after. The, the rest of the faculty in the chemistry department defended him and a lot of the students in the class. 
in the, in the same class defended him. The ones that passed. Yeah. He also <laughs> pointed out that he has seen over the last 10 years just not not the lack of the actual act of studying by his students, but their inability to do so. Right. They, they literally don't know how to study. What, I don't what get is, that. What, does that stem from public school and yes. being so Certainly. not, so never not demanding? To they're not, it's not demanding yes. enough so that they, they never study? Yes. And, and all you have to do also in typically in elementary, junior high school is just like regurgitating right, also. Well, all There's the no teachers, actual like, hey, go learn this right. and learn how it works and figure it out right. at a, so that you can infer things The vast majority solve. of teaching nowadays is te- to teach to the test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mom gets that when kids ask, is this going to be on the test or what do I need to know for the test? And But mom obviously doesn't teach that way. But the vast you majority need, you need does. To, you need to know the concept well enough to apply any set of numbers in this and get an answer. And build on anything because uh, mom has a hard time teaching. Like you can't build on something if all I, I don't know how to do fractions. I put it in a calculator. But you don't even if you don't understand what a fraction is and why it does what it does, like you can't go any you can't build anywhere with that i had this conversation with somebody just the other day in in regards to taking the written exam for your private pilot's license and instrument rating and all and so on and so forth and i pointed out that you know in a lot of the study test prep yeah the test question that you're going to take may not look exactly word for word like the one that you had in your study material but you but but it it pretty much is it just looks a little bit different but it's the same question i mean the yeah, fact that you, you it, that you don't recognize it because it's not literally the same question that's a problem and they and they they weren't they're having a hard time passing their written exam like reading reading the question and knowing which rules to apply right right yeah and it's not i mean i'm i'm no well at least they can read and i think between my Private, my instrument, and my commercial, I maybe missed like three questions total, three or four questions total. You took your commercial written? I didn't, yeah. Hmm. I did everything but take that's my okay, check ride. I did. Is this I did. the person that's also going to be in a new flight school that actually has ground school? Maybe. Okay, I think so. So, but still, that, that just tells me that if that's the way, that may be problematic for them because that's the way they've been conditioned in, in education right. that you never, you know, again. I, I would guess, yeah. You can't recognize the pattern. It has to be exactly the same. Well, it's also a different type of uh, intelligence. Like, it's a, it uses a different part of your brain, different skill. So, I guess. I saw a thing on Twitter today. Kate, I don't know. Did you pull this soundbite or were you just going to play it? I didn't pull the soundbite, but I can literally just play it right off of Twitter. I only have to just okay. search for you. Oh, hey, this here is, are my recent searches. This is Naomi Wolf interviewing a guy. I think his name is Michael Dowd concerning what he is saying. There is evidence coming out of fraud and bribery in the COVID vaccines. And that and he was showing some headlines in, in this. You can't you won't be able to see this, but Kate, if he plays it. Um, sure. Yeah, you'll be so, able to, you'll be able to hear and kind of understand. Well, how about I just play just it go ahead and, and play it. explain, explain it. Wow. So are you saying, Mr. Dowd, that Im- immunity will be lifted because of fraud, which is a point you made before. And so yeah. everyone who's been harmed by the mRNA vaccines can sue Pfizer. That's what you foresee. It's not even that. So. A lot of these governments uh, across the globe entered into contracts with Pfizer and Moderna, 
And if fraud is proven, um, it vitiates all contracts. And that's case law. You, when you enter into a contract and one party has been defrauded, the contract's broken. So immunity will be broken. And wow. governments, not only, not only will individuals sue, governments are going to sue. This is a, this is a, this is the, the, the daisy chain effects from this are mind boggling. And I want to read that. I actually want to read that headline because you guys can't see the video, but there's headlines popping up. And this one is, I wish I knew where it was from, but the video is too small. I wonder if I can make it bigger. Holy smokes. That didn't make it. That made it just big pharma news. I don't know the publication, but secret vaccine <laughs> contracts reveal how Pfizer strong armed governments to maximize profits. So it's by Jessica Corbett, whoever she writes for, if you wanted to look it up. I don't know the publication, but we're mind boggling. And it's almost like that's why I say we're on our own for now, because it'll take down the FDA, the CDC, the NIH. It'll take down um, many politicians careers. Uh, global governments will be shaken to the core. This is a problem. See, I wish I could believe that, but I don't. The same yeah, way I don't you. believe the same. I, I I hope he's right in a legal sense as far as people being able to sue. I feel like it's going to get shot down because it's going to be so overwhelming. The only thing I could see going away because of this would be maybe a specific pharmaceutical company. But the government is untouchable. They're not they're not going to close down an entire right. wing of the government because of this. They 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 won't they'll never admit that they were wrong. Even I agree. After this. They'll I sell agree the, with you. They'll say that they were lied to by the pharmaceutical companies. In fact, that headline it implies that the that the pharmaceutical companies strong armed governments, not the other way around. Whereas I would argue that it was the it was probably the pharmaceutical companies strong arming non U.S. governments on behalf of the United States. But that's not what that says. Well, where I think you're, I think he's right. If you were to take it in a legal, you know accurately legal um i think he's right but it isn't going to happen because our federal government simply won't allow it to happen um it doesn't matter that they'll basically go against what the standard of the law is they're not going to allow um something that they're you know they're going to they're not going to shut down the f you know this the fda they're not going to allow these companies that they've used to profit themselves off of to go under and be sued out of out of a business. They're just not going to allow it. Because every government is essentially a participatory fascism. And I'm not going to get into the details of that right now. Because that's we for don't have that much time. That's for a more we'll serious show. Well, and it, it were we could spend more time. Well, I'll say say it this way that I've come to the conclusion here that our government is not the elected officials that we're sending into office. The The people running the government is corporate America. Corporate America is now the functioning government, government yeah, of this country. I, I agree. I mean, you've heard the term crony capitalism forever. That's, that's what this is. That's the reason why this – I don't even think what we are is capitalist anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. Right. It's, it's been buddy-buddy – uh, lobbyists and politicians for but a really long time. The corporations are the ones that are exerting their power and influence to get what they want to their benefit. And the politicians, the elected officials, are bought off by the corporations. And if they're See, not here's just... what 
flat yeah, here, out bought it. And the and the then the politicians also used corporate America to do things that they can't do legally. Yes, but ultimately here, corporate America is running the the show. Yes, I think the only mistake that you make in what you're saying there is that you differentiate between corporations and the government because I would say they're one and the same at this point. It's exactly what we've talked about forever with revolving doors. Yes, you're, the nepotism one, between the two the is other, insane. You're back and forth. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, the way I've heard it described, and it is absolutely accurate, is incestuous. Yeah. You, you create policy from pressure from a company. Your reward is a cushy job after you're done in public service getting paid a ton of money because you did them a favor when you were the one creating policy. Right. Um, there was I, – I had um, – I think I got rid of it, but I had pulled a clip a couple weeks ago that I ended up not playing – of them in of like a a house judi- judiciary where they the pharmaceutical companies and some members of congress were just like buddy buddy laughing about how somebody from somebody's office was about to start working at the pharmaceutical company the very next week and um and he he made a joke about how well her father already works for us yeah good grief i mean that's gross she can't work in an office that creates policy that regulates the company that she's about to go work for. But they do. So, speaking of vaccines, did you hear the story that researchers turned mosquitoes into flying vaccinators in Japan? Yes. But if- Now, the article says it's unworkable, but very cool. Or like, don't expect this won't actually happen. Like it isn't. But no, I I, I love the line where I heard on Pat Gray on paper this sounds like a nightmare or something, or like on paper. That's because it is. Yeah, that's because it is. <laughs> Didn't they say that people had to get like bit hundreds of times in order to get enough of a dose for it to be effective? One measles. Wait, it would be a bit like giving some people. One measles jab and others five hundred of them. What is that? You just put just put the people. It on how many times you get? Yeah. Just yeah, put like the people inside a big bit. tube, like a big clear cylinder with like a million mosquitoes inside, and they'll be inside, and they'll be like ah ah, and the doctors outside will be like, we're helping you. <laughs> hey, did you guys see this story that they're all excited that they're gonna um, use genetic, you know, advanced what genetic DNA sequencing, and they're gonna like recreate the woolly mammoth. And they're all excited about it. I heard something about that. I have never did been. Did they not watch Jurassic Park? I know. No. Or, I have what, never really been in favor or a big fan of, I don't care if people do it, but I never would have done it myself, of big game hunting. But as soon as they bring back the woolly mammoth, I'm going to shoot one of those just because they did. Just because they brought it back. I think that would be the funniest thing ever is to see like a bunch of like rich doctors and dentists with their giant guns standing next to these cloned woolly mammoths. So as soon as you bring them back, let's they extinct them again. You have to wear old timey <laughs> clothing. I'm just thinking, think of the rug I'm going to get out of this thing. <laughs> that I, but it, it, I think that the money that was, cause it was being funded and I think it was under like, national defense or something it was bizarre or oh, national yeah. security or something you ever Imagine seen if you could turn them into yeah weapons yeah you just put like spikes all over them wait 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 biological tanks has, hasn't anyone seen jurassic world yeah because that's what they try to do in that one <laughs> bring back a woolly mammoth it, no 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 turn turn them into oh into like, weapons military weapons yeah yeah 
the funny thing, Cade, you talked about the uh, shooting it once they clone it, is um, after the Exxon Valdez oil spill and they cleaned up, what was it, Prince William Sound or whatever like that, and they have this big thing and they you know, had these animals, seagulls and ducks or whatever they, they rescued and they clean them all up and nurse them back to health and they had this little alaskan villages out there on the on the beach or whatever and they got the high school band playing and they're going to release this was it was it a duck or a seagull i can't remember it's back into the you know in the they put it in the ocean it's they've saved it from the oil spill it swims out you know a hundred uh, you know a couple hundred feet or whatever and a whale comes up and then one might bite boom and it's gone. <laughs> That's exactly. I want to do that. With and the I can just, Willie I Mammoth. can just hear the uh, high school band kind of going forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you mean. So all we have to do is find out where they're going to release it and just wait and then shoot it and walk over and take a picture with it. <laughs> like not like actually just go. Yeah. Like a tro and then take like a trophy picture immediately. Make five sure minutes you, after they release it. Make sure you have your duck dynasty gun. You know, and I'll say, what are you complaining about? You can just make you more. You need a bigger gun than that. Well, I was What's thinking the big more deal? in terms of the duck than the woolly mammoth. Just go inside and pump a couple of these things out again. Not a big deal. They're like billion-dollar animals. You've just ended. You have just ended extinction. So who cares if I shoot the last one? Make another one. <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> Maybe like, I, don't uh, that, I don't think it counts as ending extinction if it's Okay, if you can bring back whatever you made. want, if you can bring back it's whatever you want, there's no such thing as an endangered species. Well, this one's endangered. Yeah. No, just go hit the copier a couple more times. Okay, no, but humans would be because if we went away, because if you, even if you genetically created one, it wouldn't no. have a soul. No, yeah, but the robots would get sad that we were gone and they would, they'd make us again. Uh, the so you're not really the robot overlords. I'm gonna make a woolly mammoth on my $200 3D printer I got for Christmas, and sell it back to the <laughs> Department of Defense. I bet you could get a lot more for, than for what they pre, got for, the for guns. prepaid Visa gift cards. I'm only gonna make the lower though. <laughs> you know what though? Jokes on the kid though, because those prepaid Visa gift cards are really hard to use. Yeah, I was going to say, if you ever wanted to like spend it anywhere big, which I would try to almost all, all at once, Yeah, uh, you would have to go there. Like, Forget using them online. You got to go somewhere and be like, hey, I'm going to have to come to you because you're going to have to scan like 30 Visa gift cards. Could you, couldn't you take them like, to a bank and turn them in? No way. For cash? No. no? I don't no. think so. Bummer. I don't think so. Man, I, that's, if you could, that's what I would be doing. I'll, yes, I even take, I'll tell you what, I'll take 15 grand. For this twenty-one grand, hmm. I would. Yeah, I probably, yeah. I probably would. It's yeah. like taking. I mean, if you give me cash for the lottery, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did he have to pay taxes on that? Ooh. State of New York. I bet you he did. <laughs> I, he drove six hours. I don't know if he even lived in New York. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he lived in Connecticut or something, it was like, come get me. That'd be even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. What if he will? I get uh he better no not, questions he asked. Pay into now, it. He better he, not okay. He better not he drive through the state up, of New York again. Yeah. He, if he, he got picked had to show up, your license. If he got picked up on the way there, once you get there is when the no questions ask applies. But on your way there, they're gonna ask some questions. Yeah. Where are you're you going? going? You're probably going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> well just think, if you were in the state of New York and you ever got pulled over with a gun, you say, I'm on my way to the gun buyback. I'm on my way to go to a gun buyback. <laughs> 
Yeah, but then they'll call that place. They'll call that place. Be like, hey, I, I'm under the I'm under the protection of the state attorney general. No questions asked. That's right. Well, there better be a gun buy back that day, though, or you might have a hard time selling it. I could have swore there was a gun buy back. <laughs> it's I, right I here. Swore there. I could have swore there's going to be right, one tomorrow. I got it right here on my iPhone. It's what it says on the calendar. You open up the calendar on your phone, and every day every says day gun, buyback, gun buyback, gun buyback, gun buyback, gun buyback. No, Kate just flashes his sheriff of Van Wert County badge. I'm the sheriff of Van Wert County, Ohio. Disregard the 110 3D printed guns in the back of my truck. They're they're for official law enforcement use. Of course, on the day that we don't want to get serious is the day that FBI agents say they have enough to charge Hunter Biden. They're reporting about it on Fox, on CBS. They have flat out come out and said, we have enough to charge him with. And okay, so let's do it. That's yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because just in case, I mean. I don't know, in case you use it. CBS this is News CBS, not Fox. The FBI has gathered what it feels is sufficient evidence to charge President Biden's son, Hunter, with tax and gun-related crimes. Sources familiar with the probe say investigators have sent their findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. The president's son acknowledged in 2020 that he was the subject of a federal investigation into his taxes. A spokesperson for the U.S. attorney's office has declined to comment. Let's bring in CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge. Catherine, this is quite a development. Tell us, what have you been able to confirm independently? Well, Lana and Errol, based on information from multiple sources coming into us in the last couple of hours, we can report that from the FBI's point of view, they think there is sufficient evidence, as you mentioned, for... Okay, so sufficient evidence, and all of a sudden this is coming out, and I will say, the day, the day after Bobolinsky goes back onto Tucker Carlson... And talks about all the things that he had seen. Coincidence? I don't believe in them. So, time will tell whether or not this is actually going to happen. Hopefully, when we're back here next week, we'll be talking about how Hunter Biden has been charged with tax fraud and lying on a Form 4473 by saying, I'm not a drug addict. (laughs) Sell me this gun, because that's a crime. I also am a little bit concerned that they're only mentioning what seems to be mild crimes compared to what he knows he's what we know he's actually guilty of, which is treason. Yeah, that's true. That could be. Yeah. So, I don't want to just go hey, with these lesser charges. On, they got Al Capone on tax. They division. got Al Capone on tax stuff, but Al Capone also did not sell his country out to the Chinese communists. So well, that that's. I mean, all this stuff is good. If they move forward with prosecution of um, Hunter Biden, but it really only matters to me if it that leads to prosecution of Joe Biden because he yeah, is a hopefully. dirty, filthy person and has been for decades. Yeah, but they're not even they didn't even cite that's like Kate said, they didn't even cite those crimes that would be tied to yeah, him. I know. So. That's, yeah. so tune in next week to see if Hunter Biden is charged. Same Bevington channel, same Bevington time. Yeah.